0: Gorge Howdy! <laughs> Welcome to the Mouse Clubhouse. Hi, this is Scott Wolf, and this interview is with Bill Farmer. Bill has given voice to many characters, both Disney and non-Disney. He's done numerous background voices in various movies, such as a villager in Beauty and the Beast, and someone from the Child Detection Agency in Monsters Inc. But Bill's most popular character is Goofy, a voice he's been providing since 1986. In this conversation from 2007, I asked him when he discovered that he had a talent for doing character voices. Here's Bill Farmer. I found out that I had a propensity for doing voices when I was uh, probably around 12 years old. And first voices that I did really weren't cartoon voices. They were things like John Wayne and those sort of well water brand short of wishes and uh, my friends thought that was really cool yeah. and so you know they always say, hey do voice and we call people up on the phone and as we got older, we um, would drive through places like Burger King and they'd have me order and different voices like, I'd like a Whopper with cheese, you know, and Arnold the Pig would like a Coke, you know, and they'd look out and everything. And so, you know, it was just kind of a fun thing in high school. Oh, that's and uh, in college, I got kind of doing it in um, a radio station at college. I went into broadcasting and it kind of just took off from there. Really? But you were really doing impersonations. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever thought of doing that or voices for a living? Uh, I'd never, well, in the middle of Kansas where I grew up, it didn't seem like a real viable, um, you know, Hollywood was a million years, you know, miles away and it wasn't really encouraged. They said, well, I don't know, show business is really risky and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't think of that. I immediately thought of something closer to home like uh, maybe theater or... um, uh, radio, which I did go into for a number did of years. You? Yeah, so I was a DJ and an engineer as well. Oh, wow. And so I developed characters and did them on the air and that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. So your own things. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> then I went into uh, uh, stand up comedy. Did you? In like after the radio um, for a number of years. And so yeah, in 82, I went into stand up comedy. And I d- was doing that when I moved out here at the urging of an agent in Dallas who had said you know well why don't you go to Hollywood with all the voices you do and see what you can do and so I came out here left my wife in Dallas because I didn't know if I'd be able to make it or anything got an apartment out here and as luck would have it about four months after I got here my agent said do you do any of the Disney characters was it a new agent, or was it the one who told you to come out here? No, no, that w- that one was my agent in Dallas. I oh, got an agent out here, and it was through the one out here oh, wow. that they had the audition, so it was the just the right time, and it was my oh, very wow. first animated character audition. And what characters? How did that go? What was well, it? was Goofy. It was? Oh, that was It was for, for Goofy. Uh huh. kidding. And so, and I said, you know, they said, well, what Disney characters do you do? And I said, well, I can kind of do a Mickey, and I'm pretty good at a Goofy. I hadn't really thought of it that much, Uh, and they just liked my Goofy. Wow. Were you familiar with Goofy's voice at that time? Yeah, yeah, and he was my favorite Disney character. Oh, really? And so I remember him as a kid. He was my favorite, so uh, I was especially thrilled when I got that voice. Yeah. Did you go to the studio? Was that where the auditions were? No, it was just at my agent. They gave me a cassette tape with some old Goofy cartoons like Boat Builders and Clock Cleaners and stuff from the 30s, and so I practiced over the weekend, and I remember I went in like on a Monday, and we laid down the, uh, on rec- the recordings at my agent, and I heard about a month month later, they said, hey, they like your Goofy, they want you to do a job. And so in January of 87, I did my first one, and I didn't know if it was going to be a one-time thing or twice or whatever, never <laughs> thinking it would be a 20-year career so far. You come out here, and boom, you're a big name, because <laughs> I mean, Goofy. I was thinking, you know, hey, this stuff isn't that hard. you know? <laughs> Later on, I found out how hard it was. I yeah. was very lucky right off the bat. Wow. But it was just serendipity that I was at the right place at the right time and wow. had the right sound. Wow. You had uh, studied under Dawes Butler. Was that yeah. after you became goofy? Or? It was during the time uh, that I got it. When I first came out here... And I I, you know, I wanted to take some classes and learn all I could about this business. And someone said, well, why don't you call Dawes Butler? He gives classes. And I said, the Dawes Butler? Because I grew up, of course, he did all the Hanna-Barbera, Yogi Bear, Huckleberry Hound, Snagglepuss, and and about 40 other ones. Uh, And so I called him up, and very nervous and everything. And here was this sweet little guy who said, come on over. And I said, well, I don't have a lot of money. He says, don't worry about it. And he'd charge like $10 no to, for a Wednesday night. It would be like all evening with a bunch of other guys or sometimes by ourselves. And if you didn't have the money, you didn't have to pay him. And, you know, if you did, fine. If you didn't, he just wanted to teach. And he was great. He really, uh, he was great. What kinds of things would he teach you? Probably the most important thing uh, is that we're not just doing funny voices, that we're actors. This is an acting job and just not a voice job. Yeah. Um, that the acting is the most important thing. Really? Yeah. The, without, a, the, without acting, the character, um, the character's lifeless. If you're just doing the voice and there's no thought behind it, there's no character driven, uh, personality there, yeah. it's lifeless and it, it won't work. When you were doing your stand-up, you had done some performing on the radio and stuff, so would yeah. you consider yourself a performer I mean, by the time you got to be goofy? Oh yeah, and I'll tell you, the best training in the world is stand-up. Really? Because you're in front of a live audience and you've got to be out there for a half an hour or an hour, if you're headlining, making people laugh and there's no pity laughter, you're either funny or you aren't and so you have to learn real quick (laughs) how to be funny there's no other, I mean even a play, if a play is kind of dead you can still do your lines you're working with the other characters on the stage if you are stand-up the other character is the audience and so if they aren't playing there's no, you know And so that's definitely uh, teaches you timing, teaches you comedy, all of the other things that even radio doesn't teach you because on radio, you're, um, you're just there with a microphone. You don't really know how it's going out. You yeah. think you might be really funny. Or, you know. <laughs> right. But in stand-up, it's very truthful and Uh-oh. often painful. <laughs> Do you remember your first time getting out on the stage? Oh, yeah. Do you? I can oh, tell yeah. you the date. It was uh, March 16th, 1982. In Dallas, at a place called the Comedy Corner, they had an open mic night, and so I went down there one night and watched. And every people could get up, and I said, "Hey, I could do that." And so the next week, I went up, and on on March 16th, and uh, and did, wrote a little five minute impression routine, and people liked it, and so I started doing that more and more, and before long, I was a full full fledged comic doing the road. Oh, really? So you were traveling around? Oh, yeah, all the comedy clubs, improvs, you know, comedy stores, stuff like that. What was in your routine? What's in my mostly uh, about I had two routines generally. If I ever had a cold or a bad microphone or if the impressions weren't working, I did observational humor about wives, kids, typical kind of stuff. And impressions, kind of a rich little kind of style routine uh, normally. Really? Like what voices? Oh, I used to do uh, a lot of impressions uh, of Johnny Carson, exciting exciting voice. Uh, all the ones I did Johnny, you know, oh. John Wayne, Jimmy Stewart, Walter Brennan, yeah. Ah, oh, Edith bunker. Ah, uh, how I say, uh, uh, Jim Ignatowski you know, and just uh, about 40 other ones that I did wow. in my routine. And that's so funny, is great. I even got to uh, work with Ed McMahon as Goofy once. Did you? He hosted one of our shows called uh, Merry Christmas from Walt Disney World. And so Ed was the host, and Wayne Allwine said, you know, Ed, he does a good Carson impression. And so I did it for Ed. Wow. Oh, he says, let's put that in the show. Oh. And so there's this one line where I just come out and uh Mickey and Ed are talking and I come out as Carson and just say I I did not know that which he said And and Ed says who the heck was that guy you know and then made it in the show so that was so you were that on camera? No that was a radio show Oh it was a radio show okay Yeah Did you observe people to hear voices or was that always natural for you I think the first one I ever tried was Don Adams Remember oh, yeah. Don Adams I'll get smart you know yeah. And my friend just said, hey, that, that's cool, that sounds like him. And I didn't really, I just kind of had a, an ability. But to learn new ones you obviously have to observe, and then it became more of a task, to, okay, how do I learn to do this voice? And, uh, and then I took it a little bit more seriously. We hope you've enjoyed this Mouse Clubhouse conversation. Thank you for joining us.